Hello, listeners. His name is Aaron, and he likes his steaks sunny side up. And his name's Tommy, and he doesn't drink orange juice for religious reasons. And this is the Super Pod Saga. done because we're going to edit that in and uh, this is episode 18 of the super pod saga if oh you're God. i know right 18 seems like just yesterday we just started this it's crazy um if you're a first time listener this is the podcast where aaron and i bring a different topic to the recording room every week and we just discuss it until there's nothing left to discuss about it we are a the be-all, end-all of various random video game topics. That's correct. Eventually, there will be no topics left to talk about, so we'll talk about all of them, but today is not one of those days. Yeah, there's a defined end to this podcast. It's not something that's going to go on forever. It's Once we finish talking about everything, then it's going to end, because, yeah, there's nothing else to talk about. Lord only knows when that will be. No, I have no idea. Um, today's topic, though... I'm excited for, I, I sent a message to Aaron about this, but when I like came up with this topic, I only had two games in mind. And then my brain was just like, oh, and this one, and this one, and this one. <laughs> and um, today's topic is the best worlds to explore, or however yeah. you want to word it. It's not necessarily like open world games, but I mean, those are going to be on the list. But it's just like the worlds that you just love exploring and what it is about them that you love exploring. Hell yeah, I've got I've got quite a few that I about three immediately popped into my head when you mentioned that, so I'm I'm ready ready to fire those fuckers off. Well, I'm glad you're ready because I'm going first because <laughs> it's my topic. <laughs> the the first one to come to mind for me, and it's definitely a game we've never talked about on the show. I don't even know if you and I have talked about it, but I really, really, really love exploring in Fallout Four. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I've never heard you talk about Fallout before, but yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I tried Fallout 3, didn't like it. I tried it too late, and I've tried Skyrim. Right. Well, I... Okay, so I, I played it when I was too young, and I also played it when I was too old. Like, the first time I played it was in high school, and I had never played a game like Fallout 3 where you're just free to do whatever, and my my high school brain couldn't handle it. Like Too old, Tommy? No, I was, t- I was too young at that point. Because I got, oh. I got out of the vault into the open world. I was at my cousin's, and I was like, what do I do? And he's like, oh, you just go wherever. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried it again years later, and it just felt the the animations and, and stuff don't hold up. And, like, the, the combat is real clunky. But Fallout 4 was, like, the perfect timing for me. I was the perfect age. It, it was just... I, I love about Fallout 4 is just uh, um, the whole the whole scape, the whole world scape is just filled with stuff to stumble upon. It's like the definition of pick a spot on the map and start walking and you'll just stumble upon things. It's like it's like kicks their kid tested mother or no, sorry, adult tested mother approved. I still don't think that's right. I think it's I think you were right the first time kid tested mother approved. Fucking words. Oh, excuse me. I just burped. Yeah, fall, fallout, now like kicks. Kicks flavored. Yeah, exactly. They they should run a cross promotion. Um I think um what gosh, I don't know where to even start cuz there's just so much in Fallout. I love 
exploring the world itself, but also like going into a building, they do a really good job of like, I know it's, it's kind of a meme at this point, the environmental storytelling thing, especially with the fallout skeletons, but I love finding that stuff. I love seeing things and just being like, wow, what, what happened here? What was this place? And, and they do a good job of making the places feel real and lived in. I, I don't remember the specific story beats, but there was a school that I went into and I kept finding audio logs as I went through it that like advanced this own little private story about the school students and stuff happening to them. And I again, I don't remember specifically, but I just remember being like, wow, this is a really cool storytelling device. Just it's like a it's qu technically like a dungeon because you're going through solving puzzles, shooting enemies. But they've also got like a story built in it's specific to this area. And it's just filled with those kinds of things. Yeah, that's a the one that I've played the most out of that series would be like Fallout 4. And maybe I'm thinking of a different game, but there was one vault that was had like some really neat like like visual storytelling in it. It it might have been Fallout New Vegas, but there's this vault where people were turning into into plants or something like that. I, I forget exactly what was happening, but there was all sorts of little like logs and the terminals that you could find as you go through there. Yeah. Oh, what was it? It, it was something about them turning into plants or like them turning like other vault dwellers into plants or something. I don't recall that me? one specifically. There was a, uh, in the DLC Far Harbor, I think it was called. They had a vault where everyone was robots and it was a murder mystery one of the robots murdered the other one, which isn't supposed to happen because they turned themselves into robots so they could live forever. And so it's like a, a fun little murder mystery. They, they're just so creative. And yeah, just just running around, finding little houses and stuff. Oh, it's so good. I, I That's one of the few games that I just enjoyed running around to just find random things. That is kind of cool. <laughs> a robot murder mystery. That sounds like something out of Futurama. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, a fair warning. A couple of mine are... Um, wait. Yeah, two or three of mine are Metroidvanias, because I really enjoy exploring Metroidvanias. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if are, are you done with your... Uh, oh, I'm done. Oh, I'm oh, done. Okay. Uh, the first one I had is not a Metroidvania, actually. It's And this one I kind of count as two, because they're kind of the same thing. Or uh, I count as one. It's like two and one basically, but the, the worlds of Xenoblade Chronicles and Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and Ooh. I would bump in three, but I haven't finished three yet because it just seems like a huge slog. But we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so basically, the world of Xenoblade Chronicles One, uh, the world is is essentially this, this giant, just vast, endless almost ocean, all except for these like two massive titans. There's the the Bionis and the Mechonis. So the the people of the world live on, on the Bionis, and then they're on the Mechonis, there's these like uh, mechanical beings called Mechonis. Um, you'll find out more about them on the, as, as you go in the story and everything. But, um, but yeah, as you're exploring on the on the Bionis, well, I guess on both the Bionis and the Mechonis, like as you're exploring, just as as the, as the characters, it already seems so huge and and just fast, and you have to walk just so fucking far to get anywhere. That it really puts into perspective just how how actually huge these titans are. Like if they were to you know see them from a different point of view, like if they were on a ship and they saw these titans, they they would be just super duper huge, and that's crazy. Um, yeah. And in the world of Xenoblade Two, 
the world again is just a big ocean, but it's actually just a sea of clouds, and um, and the uh, I guess like the the co- not necessarily continents or the nations that you live on are they they're basically on these big huge beings called titans, and they're they're living breathing beings. They're they're constantly walking around. Cool. And uh, and each different nation has or each sorry each different titan has different uh, I guess like environments or climates or whatever you want to call that because like there's one that's biomes like, biomes there you go there's there's one that's more of like a, like a beach like ocean kind of thing there's another one that's like more of like a almost volcano-y kind of place but um but yeah and basically you get from from one to the other through airships of course because you can't just hop from a titan to another but yeah it's 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 crazy you had these games were just like hey what if the world wasn't actually a world or like, what 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 if what if what if the world didn't have continents? They were just made up of these huge beings, and then that's yeah, that's always so uh, so original to me, and that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's one of the things that I love about JRPGs is just the worlds that they create are so incredibly unique. I don't know how anyone comes up with the ideas for JRPG stories, settings, everything, because they're just so dense. They're so dense and like perfectly thought out and crafted with like every single detail nailed down, like. It, it, I don't. It's hard to put into words. Like right. you explaining all these things in Xenoblade. Like when you're playing the game, you're just like completely in that world because everything is thought out. It doesn't even feel like a video game. You're like, okay, this is what's happening. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Like there's basically all of this. Uh, what's the word? Like all of, uh, not necessarily lore, but like yeah, but like a baked in knowledge of the world. Yeah. As it is from just playing the game, if if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another thing I should add too is that when you're, um, for for both games basically, when you're just running around, you can see parts, like in the in the distance, like in, not even in the sky, but like in the distance, you can see other parts of like like in the first game, if you just look out or like look up, I guess depending on where you're at, look up or down, you can see different parts of of different titans from from where you are, like you can see like its sword or maybe like its feet depending on how high up you are, or like in the second game you can see parts of the titan actually moving while you're just kind of running around on it because it, it's always walking like they only sit still to, to sleep i think but yeah there you can see its head moving sometimes and maybe like if it has like spikes or something on it you can kind of see it move up and down because it's walking and that's pretty cool that's super cool that uh it in the opposite vein the kingdoms of amalur reckoning when it came out you just reminded me of that you couldn't turn the camera up to look up. It was only like baseline level. So there was like so much work that went into all the cities and areas and stuff that you never got to see because you couldn't look up. And it wasn't until like the, the remake where they gave full camera control that everyone could actually see all the work that went into the game. Why the fu- Why would they do that? <laughs> I don't know. It's great. Well, I, I guess know. it is an action game. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, there was tons of detail and all the stuff that you couldn't even see in the game. Um, speaking though of games where you are on giant beasts, another one I had on my list was this little indie game called Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Ooh, I, I think I've heard of that. <laughs> it's a, it's a. <laughs> I think they're coming out with a sequel soon. Hopefully soon. Ooh, maybe hopefully it won't get canceled. Yeah, but but yeah, I um, 
I've never been a huge Legend of Zelda fan. I've played a fair bit here and there of, of different games, but I've never like gotten super like everyone has their Zelda game that they love and and I didn't really have one until Breath of the Wild. And it's just so crazy like that if you would have told us 10 years ago that oh yeah, Le- Legend of Zelda is going to redefine open world design, I'd be like what? What are you talking about, man? But it does. It's so good. It I think um like where Fallout 4 is like here's a bunch of things on a map that you can go to and if you just select it and walk towards it you'll see it. Breath of the Wild is like we're going to have you actually see things like we're going to put things strategically so that you'll see them and want to walk towards them. I oh, yeah. you played Breath of the Wild, right? Oh, I mean who, who hasn't? Okay, just making sure. Did you <laughs> do you remember did you play it normally or did you play it on I don't remember what it's called like explorer mode or something where there's no mini map, there's no it takes out a lot of the stuff. No, I played on the normal mode. I experienced the full flavor of Breath of the Wild. I played it on the Explorer mode, so there was no UI, no mini-map. You just had to, like, actually do all the exploring yourself, and I loved it. It was it was so great to just, like, navigate on my own and to, to place pins places. And, and, and I don't know, it's just, it does such a good job of, of, like I said, pointing out places to make you want to go there and just see what's there and and finding things along the way, which shouldn't happen in a Legend of Zelda game, but it, it sure does. The only issue I had with that is I forgot all the button presses because it has, like, what each D-pad button does or whatever or everything, so I struggled at times yeah. just to control the game. I had that sometimes, too, in dungeons where uh, uh, we'll have to use, like, either the magnet thing or the freeze yeah. thing. I'll, I'll be like, look, because I'll take huge breaks from that game and come back to it and be like, oh, yep. crap, what are the controls for this shit again? I remember I stopped playing and then came back months later and I had only like an hour left. I beat the last divine beast and then went and killed uh, Ganon or whatever. And I was like, oh, dang, I could have finished this months ago. <laughs> but I did finish it. Nice. That's, that's one of that's one of the, the few games you've, you've yep, beaten. Yep, one of the ten. Nice. That's good. Uh, speaking of, of nice... Uh, the next one I had down was the of Saren from Ease Eight. I think I've tried to talk to you about that game before, but yep, it's just it's just so sweet. So so basically, the Isle, the Isle of Saren is this. Well, the, the game starts out with with all the different characters, and I should add that like, the Ease series is this like this huge continuation of of the main characters like adventures uh, at all Kristen. So each game is connected in some way, shape, or form. The the games aren't necessarily in chronological order which is kind of cool you kind of like just play through the series and put the pieces together but um so at all and all the other people or at all and a bunch of other people i should say are just aboard this cruise ship and for whatever reason the cruise ship sinks and everybody washes ashore on this island the isle of Saren. and so for most of the game what you're doing is you're um they all start this like castaway kind of village and as you, you basically explore the island and, and find more survivors who um, like the more and more people you find, like the more different like services you unlock, like a blacksmith or uh, like a doctor to make medicines or it's like some farming area and stuff like that. And uh, and what's also cool is the it's not necessarily like like an open world, you know, like GTA Five would be, where you, there's no like loading screens or anything like that. Because when you go from like one area to the next, there's a loading screen, but 
they do still kind of make it feel like one huge cohesive area because when you're when you're i guess up up uh, up top in maybe like uh, the mountain areas you you can look down and and you can see maybe like like the the smoke from the the bonfire at Castaway Village oh, or you cool. can see other different areas that you that you recognize on the island like maybe like the some of the beach areas that have different um points of interest and it, it's cool it, it really just it really makes the whole island feel like one big thing rather than maybe other other games where it's just if you look into the distance and you don't see a, a goddamn thing but uh, but yeah there's all sorts of hidden areas and then items and stuff too so it actually makes you want to explore rather than just kind of you know you explore find nothing and the game just kind of spits in your face like ha, you came here for nothing but it's it's a great game it's and it's it's not that long it takes maybe like 40 hours i think to beat so that that seems like a, like a time of game i think you'd like it i was gonna say 40 hours is about my maximum limit that's that's once i get to around 40 hours on something it's it's either i'm gonna beat this to the end or i'm done yeah and the, the story is pretty interesting too so it like it and rather than telling you everything maybe three-fourths of the way into the game it really keeps you guessing until the end because you'll start thinking you'll, you'll be like all the way on the final boss be like what the what, what the hell is gonna happen after this like what's how the hell do we get out of this but no it's <laughs> yeah it, it's it's really really good I, i'd suggest or not suggest recommend playing it sorry <laughs> i'd recommend suggesting it <laughs> yes um like steam does uh the the so you said the wise games are all for ease excuse me i've said wise my whole life whenever i see it <laughs> that's fine however you want to say it <laughs> um you said that they're all the continuation but are they all is it like final fantasy where they're all basically the same game as like the main line final fantasy they're all basically the same mechanics, but like refined, or do they try like different genres? No, it's it's the they've always been like action based combat, but they they start off really basic, but then they they advance more and more as the series goes on. Like the the first couple of games, they use what's called bump combat because this was back on I think the first couple of games came out on the. Uh, was it the uh, Turbo Graphics 16, maybe? I oh, wow. But the, the bump combat would be like where you bump into an enemy and you automatically slash your sword and you need to attack him from different angles so that you don't get hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they really do a great job of, uh, of making it even better because it becomes more like hack and slashy, kind of, and you learn sweet new abilities. And, uh, it's, it's pretty dope. Cool. Um... There a, good, a good bunch of them are on, are on GOG, good old games. Which I've never never opened in my life, which is you should. I know that sounds crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of games that are pretty dope, I've got another game that I know we haven't talked about, so it's exciting. Um, Oh, it's gonna be dope! I really love exploring the cities in Infamous One and Two. Oh, I guess we talked about one of the endings or one of the, but that's we haven't actually talked about Infamous One and Two. I loved Infamous One. Um, fun story, I guess. About I never ever would have checked that game out because I had barely heard about it. But in college, the PlayStation Network went down for a few weeks, maybe a month. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think so. That was around like 2000. 
10 or something yeah yeah i was in the black ops times where where i was really into that and yeah the playstation network went down for a few weeks so no one could download games no one could play online games so they were like hey we're sorry but to, to say that we're sorry you can get two games for free out of this list of games and i got little big planet and infamous and boy was i pleasantly surprised with how good and fun infamous is um it's uh man how do i even it's it's a big old city and and you're you're a man with electrical powers you get your energy from electricity like you literally hold a button to suck it out of stuff and then you can you can fly around you can glide around you can ride up on you can skateboard on power lines and it's just so fun to fly around run around shooting things with your electrical hands throwing electrical grenades doing the whole emperor palpatine thing oh and, yeah and uh i like a hundred percented that game after i beat the story i went around the map to make sure i did every climbing challenge every beat up all the bad guys challenged I, there was nothing on the map that i didn't do it was just so much fun i had to keep going and then infamous 2 came out and somehow some way it controlled even better like there were things about infamous one that were bad that i didn't even realize that like the gliding they improved so much you just had so much better control and it just made it even more fun to explore this new city of and i've never had as much fun in a city-based open world game as infamous one and two yeah that's cool i've always wanted to play those but back in those <laughs> my bad back in those days i was a uh i was only uh, uh or not an xbox only guy Mm-hmm. Like a, but I think the closest I ever got to that was maybe Prototype, but that was still pretty far off. Um, those... It looks cool, though. Yeah, those two are always compared. Whenever I think of one, I think of the other. They had to have come out like close to the same time. I think so. Well, yeah, I think so. Um, speaking of, of, of sucking, <laughs> the next one on my list is uh, Sunset Overdrive. Oh! experienced that one before its experience? I've never it's... experienced it, but I've I've definitely oh, gosh. I've seen lots about it. It's it's super fun. Uh, so so basically, and it, this is also uh, completely open world, but it's it's called Sunset City basically, and it's just overrun by by mutants, which were people that were turned into or well mutants, people that were turned into mutants by this company called Fizzco because they had this huge party and released this new energy drink called. Uh, I forget what the energy drink is called, but they basically were 90% of the population has turned into mutants. So they're always stumbling and bumbling through the streets. So the streets are always, well, not streets, but the whole air, whole city is constantly overrun with mutants. But, um, but yeah, the, one of the main points of the game is, is that just you just don't walk or run on the ground normally. You're supposed to just uh, bounce and, and dash and, and grind and um, hooks, or not hook slide, um, uh, zip line your way from place to place. There's all sorts of stuff you can you can bounce on, and when you're in the air, you can do like a little, little dash, little dash boost in the air. You can grind on the power lines, and you can zip line on power lines and stuff like that, and just blast away at mutants and stuff. And um, and what's also super cool is that they they again give you a a hell of a reason to explore different areas of the world because you can unlock different. Um, there, there's all sorts of different collectibles, but there's also uh, things you can use to upgrade your weapons and. You, you can also 
fully customize your character, like their voice, their hair, all their clothes and stuff like that. And all the weapons are just fucking outrageous because you'll have one that's it's called the TN Teddy, and it launches oh, that's teddy a good bears name. that are strapped with dynamite. Uh, there's another one. Uh, oh, what was it? I think it was called like the Dirty Harry, and it's just a revolver and you just blast mutants away. There's other cool ones that I, I forget off the top of my head, but it's just a super fun game. It's it's great. Um, all those weapons kind of make sense. I was like, I who developed this game? I have to remember who developed this game, and it's it Insomniac. In, Insomniac, and like yeah. looking at their collections of games they've made or I guess their resume of games they've made is kind of crazy how consistent they've been. They made the Spyro the Dragon series and then Ratchet and Clank and then the Resistance series and then kind of Fuse, Sunset Overdrive, blah, blah. blah. And then they made Marvel Spider-Man and then they're making the Marvel Spider-Man 2. How? Yeah. Jeez, they're just pumping out series. That's crazy. Yeah, they are. Good it's, for them. It's, it's wild, too, because I think that's the only xbox exclusive game they've ever made yep because uh, i think sony turned them away at first with that with that concept they have a i really love the art style for sunset overdrive too they went all out on on the the brightness and the you don't see that too much and i love it you know look at those weapons though those are the probably the best well the traversal is is the best part but the, the weapons are just so cool what was it? Oh yeah, nothing but the hits. It just shoots records and junk and. Oh, that's so good. Uh, oh my gosh, the acid sprinkler that was sweet. Um, I think I think it's about time for an ad break. We gotta we gotta shout out to our sponsors who are paying us an unreasonable amount of money. That's right, we do. Yeah, this episode is brought to you by, uh, we'll say we'll say. King brand uh, crab farms. They're, they're, they be farming those crabs, you see. We're talking about the crustaceans, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Okay, okay, good, good. That's the that's the kind of crabs you want to farm. That's right. Not, not, the, not, not the pubic lice or what other whatever other crabs there are. You want the good, tasty crabs. The one you can, you can just crack off their, their claws and just suck that gorgeous meat right out of them. And, uh, and the in this in each branch they've got a claw game that drops a little claw down for you to try and catch your crab before you eat them so it's like a fun little game you got to pick which one you want to die that's right they taste even sweeter when when you uh when you grab one it, it then pulls it over to this like boiling it's like boiling water pit and you just drop oh my gosh you got to hit the button dark. you have to hit the button for the drop <laughs> and it says here comes oh. the drop <laughs> Yep. Dubstep music yeah, explodes. I was about to say that too. Yeah, I'd wait for it. Just... <laughs> and then like the whole, whole goddamn fucking thing shakes. Just... <laughs> oh man! And then you can pick your own sauce to dip it into. You can have cocktail sauce. You have garlic butter. You can, you can do barbecue, barbecue sauce. Yeah, ranch, horse radish, Chick Fil A sauce, raisin cane oh, sauce, Arby's sauce, Coca Cola. The McDonald's sweet and sour sauce, the Milan Szechuan sauce, only only available for a limited time. They've got those sauces there. Pick them up. They've got it all. They do have <laughs> this it. This is a nightmare. Again, that's 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 King's Crab, King King's Crab Farms. Yes, they're delicious crabs. Truly, the the bounty of the sea. 
Thanks. Wow. Hey, crab farms. <clears throat> Thanks for killing those crabs. Man, Love you. I never would have guessed that we would say pubic lice on an episode, but here we I are. Mean, we've mentioned we mentioned card captors like three times. So it's the not? same thing. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> card captors <laughs> is the pubic lice of anime. Card capturing anime. Oh, and uh, man, man, man. Okay. Whew, video games. Video games that I enjoy. <laughs> Not delicious crab meat. <laughs> I, a video game that doesn't have any crabs at all that I love exploring is Red Dead Redemption 2. And you sure there's no crabs in there? There is no crabs. I am 95% sure. Because okay. there's, I guess there's like the Gulf of Mexico, but I don't think there's any crabs. Um, There's got to be crabs there. We'll, we'll check with Rockstar later. But dead to crabs. Crabs. Uh, if you're Cuban land crabs. No. No, Cuban there land. is. There's crabs. Oh. Oh, man. It's only in Red Dead Online. Head on over to Rhodes and make your way west towards, towards the large island just off the coast. I've been to that island before. I got a horse. Well, I mean, there. It's still, you're still kind of right because you're talking about like the the, the main not multiplayer, right? You're talking yes. about just the main game. Yes, in okay, the main so story, there are no crabs. Okay, you're good. Yep. <laughs> good. I'm still right. We we <laughs> are the epitome of experts in video games, so we got to keep that going. Don't you dare take us to court, sons <laughs> of bitches! I didn't know the crabs were in online, Your Honor. <laughs> the, the judge be like, like. He do have a point though, and then he <laughs> smacks his gavel for no reason. Breaks. Just smacks the gavel. Not even <laughs> just slaps it with his bare hand. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, All right, we're we're comedic geniuses. <laughs> yeah, we are. That's true. <laughs> oh man, um, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'm specifying Red Dead Redemption Two over Red Dead Redemption One because Red Dead Redemption Two is the most perfectly realized world that i've ever seen like it's just riding around on your horse it is just like it is it is the west it is the countryside it's the little towns it's the the roads that just come about naturally from wagons going across it it's the wildlife that the the birds that fly around the deer that go in front of you it's just so peaceful it's i just want to live in that world I want if I could go back in time. If you gave me a time machine, you're like you could go to wherever. I think I might pick the the 1800s just to like live in that world. I know it would Ooh. suck because there'd be no internet and food would be scarce, and I have to farm and stuff. But like it'd be kind of peaceful. <laughs> I mean, until somebody until somebody comes and kills you and gets away with it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but that that happens today too. We're not we're not beyond that quite yet. Well, I, <laughs> that's true i, I suppose yeah you're, I, you're right uh fun story about my playthrough of the campaign of red dead redemption 2 your your horse has like stamina and stuff and i misunderstood how that works so i held the a button to gallop everywhere when yeah. you're supposed to tap the a button to sprint and you're supposed to like Oof. Tap it to, and you have, you can't just continually sprint. So you have to like hold up for your horse to get stamina back. But I never realized that, so I never sprinted anywhere. I only did like a nice slow trot from place to place, and I didn't fast travel a single time, not once, oh, because Lord. because cowboys do not have the ability to fast travel. 
that is a video game mechanic and I wanted this to be as real as possible so I rode my horse everywhere me and buttercup just galloping along not sprinting because I didn't know that was a thing and I just loved it I, I learned the countryside like the back of my hand and is just oh I wish I could experience that for the first time again I, I can imagine you mansplaining that to your to your wife over dinner like you're just across the table just <laughs> they did not have fast travel in wild <laughs> west times god damn it and it's a video game mechanic people. that's why i used to play games on easy too because i was like if i'm kratos kratos doesn't die he never dies like dying is a video game concept my brain gets stuck on this so often i'm like the game over screen isn't real <laughs> in the real mm -hmm. timeline kratos goes through and kills everyone and never dies so why would i why would i allow that to ha even happen you slam your hands on the table and your glass <laughs> yeah. of, like, Sunny D falls over. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel that way about, like, uh, I got uh, card games and stuff, too. Not like, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, but um, games that use card... Oh, what, what's a good... What's a good... Uh, no, not Shadowverse. I, I think about that, too, because, like, because you as the main character, you're supposed to win all the time, which is cool, but... Like when you die, it's like no, no, I need to win. I need to advance the story. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. Or Halo. John Halo can't die. He has to save everything. So the dying and the restart, respawning. Like the only game that does it right is is Destiny. Destiny actually has in-game explanations for you dying and respawning. Your little ghost guy takes your body and and reforms it. So like I feel okay dying there because it makes sense in the story. They actually put thought into it cowboys did not fast travel they couldn't teleport <laughs> oh but uh so i i haven't played rdr2 I'm, I'm only gonna call rdr because i'm like i'm a pirate mm -hmm. but uh i've only ever really played the first rdr and one of my favorite i i, I, I for the brief time i played it it was it was hella fun but the one part where i gave up playing because i just so so i was riding my horse right and I didn't realize there was a cliff coming up. So I rode my horse off a cliff and my mm -hmm. horse fucking died. Yeah. Yeah, they it die. Oh, so sad. Mm -hmm. Horse died. Luckily, I was all right. I took like maybe a sliver of damage. My horse luckily oh, my broke my fall. But I was like, no, no. I forget what my horse's name was. I was shouting it. I was like, no. And I stopped playing it because I'm not going to get a new horse. I love that horse. Rip horse. I, um,. I, I'm going to have to share this to the Twitter on my other YouTube channel. I have a like a, a two or three minute video of just horse accidents that happened to me while playing Red Dead. So I'm going to have to share that because it's good. Like Do you it. have so many accidents with that horse and I feel so bad because I'm I'm just not good at, at steering my horse away from danger. I also feel bad about horses in movies and like, like when you watch shows like Game of Thrones or something, there's all these sweet innocent horses and they're getting their legs cut off by by warriors and stuff in wars and, and it's like the, the horse didn't ask for that man hit the guy off the horse leave the horse yeah. the horse is just gonna run away if, if you get the guy off of there like leave the horse alone my guy yeah probably don't watch nope if you don't want bad things to happen to horses you said nope like n-o-p-e nope yeah nope oh um, nope i'm not nope. gonna watch it um uh oh gosh the the level of detail in Red Dead Redemption 2 is just insane. Like in cutscenes, when the sun is behind a character, 
it like shines through their ears and you can see the blood veins in their ears or their nostrils what it shines fuck? through like that and depending on the temperature your horse's testicles will be lower when it's warmer and it'll be higher up when it's colder like uh, yes <laughs> yes that's it's, my favorite feature of the game yeah it's <laughs> it's did. it's so and even going back to red dead redemption one riding the horses around and just seeing all the individual muscles move like they put so much work into those horse animations no those no better horse animations <laughs> they nailed the horse testicles and that's why this is one of my favorite games to explore <laughs> i i kind of feel that this doesn't have to deal with with testicles it's, it's the detail <laughs> but that's how i feel about uh grand theft auto 5 granted i've never played the campaign because i don't give a fuck i just i've only played the gta online and the amount of detail they put into the cities like each different area of the city like no no two areas feel the same because there's all sorts of little small pieces of detail, whether it be like a potted plant here or like a mailbox there. The, the amount of detail that Rockstar puts into their worlds is baffling. Yeah. How much, yeah it's... how much time have they put into that? I'm sure countless hours because they have long release windows, but yes. One thing that made Red Dead Redemption 2 extra great too was like the, the amount of buildings that you can actually go into and holy crap the detail and you can open all the drawers cool. the cupboards to find what? lots of food and stuff and or, or ammo or whatever and you can find uh, hidden like uh, doors that go into a cellar or whatever gosh I one time when I was playing Red Dead Redemption online I was just riding around hunting rabbits or whatever and I stumbled upon this house just random house that I never found in the campaign and I walk inside and there's like these weird scribblings on the wall and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is creepy. And I go down into the basement and it's just body parts hanging from the top. There's Ooh. body parts everywhere. And the music is so unsettling. And I was absolutely terrified. I was like, what is going to happen when I go out of this house? And I, I just like turned around and sprinted away. Nothing happened. Like literally nothing happened aside from me finding that house. Oh, so That's gosh. Cool. What the hell? Yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely they improved that a lot. I remember with pretty much any Grand Theft Auto game, about a good ninety-five percent of the buildings you can't go into. Yeah, it's really just your house and Clucking Bell. <laughs> oh, also Grand Theft Auto Five. I only played the campaign, so we are exact oh. opposite in that regard. Oh my gosh, the online is just so cool. Just cruising around with your friends, just blowing shit up. Oh, it's great. Oh, that's another uh, game. I guess I finished. I didn't. I didn't like the campaign for Grand Theft Auto Five. I really did not get into it at all. I didn't like any of the main characters. They were so unlikable. Speaking of unlikable, uh, the next one I had is Mokumana Island from Yoku's Island Express, and Ooh. I can't because this game I actually really did like. Um, but for those that don't know, it's essentially a uh, uh, it's a Metroidvania, but it's. I guess it's it's a pinball style essentially. So you play as as Yoku, and he's got this little ball that he rolls around, and you're you're the postmaster for the island. So you have to go delivering mail and all sorts of other cool stuff. But instead of like other Metroidvanias, would you just have you just be jumping and doing your spin attacks and your your charge beams and maybe like whips and shit like that? But but this one, there's little flippers and bumpers and shit like that, so you can flip and bump and bounce everywhere and and there's all sorts of cool little new abilities that help you gain access to new areas and new new hidden um 
not hidden, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, hidden collectibles and stuff like that, or hidden upgrades and stuff. And um, and, and what's super duper cool is that there's there's these uh, some of the main rooms ready to do like your main puzzles and stuff like that are just they seem like full blown pinball tables, but it's it's actually just like a part of the uh of the world or the environment or whatever. And no, it's just it was super fun time. The music is great. The characters are great because they're all bugs. And just the pinball is just super sweet. And it only took about five minutes to beat. So or not five minutes. Five minutes. Five, <laughs> five hours, I meant to say. Five hours. It, it took five hours to beat. Short and sweet. That's about how long it takes to do the demo is five minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it was super fun to explore, though. Great. I, what's great about that game is they came into it with an, a really unique idea, the Metroidvania, but pinball, and they actually nailed it. Because, like, I don't know, if you give a random person that uh, that idea, I don't think you nail it every time, but they absolutely did. Yeah, it was... And they there was a lot of... A lot of uh, a lot of detail in the world as well too. There's all sorts of different uh, biomes, I guess you would say. Biomes. Like, I guess like any other Metroidvania, I shouldn't be surprised by bi- by biomes anymore. They all do it, but there's you'll go up to like to the very top of the world in the mountains, and they're all snowy and and windy and cold. And then there's like a volcano area that's hot and bubbly, and you use that to your advantage. And uh, like you use like the the warm air to to float shit here and there, and it's just it's so good it's so cool um I, gosh i feel like i i specified at the top that it was i was like this doesn't have to be only open world games but here i go talking about another open world game it's fine you can do it <laughs> um it's our I, I, that's true that's true i can say what i want pubic lice um <laughs> card captors sakura <laughs> dikembe matumbo Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I I don't have a lot to say about it, but I just want to say that I really loved what Firewatch did with their exploration. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go into a little bit of later game spoilers, so if you still want to play Firewatch, go play Firewatch. It's really good. Um, you play as a park ranger person, and um you do park ranger things like i remember there was a, a couple people skinny dipping so you had to go and tell them off you could you could throw their radio in the water or throw their clothes in the water if you wanted to but it's it's just going around doing park ranger things making sure something's right. not on fire and um but the the cool thing about it was there's no mini map there's no waypoint there's none of that all you have is an actual map of the forest a map of the the park and so you have to like navigate yourself by just using your eyes and, and using the map. And that was really, like, it just seemed like a really cool thing as you're going through it. And then near the end of the game, there's an actual, like, forest fire, and there's someone who is stalking you, and you don't know where they are. So you have to, like, figure out how to get out of this forest fire by using all these. You, you You're supposed to have learned the layout of the park up to that point and then so you have to use that information for this grand escape and i was thought that was it was really well done and i i loved i loved the idea behind that that is super cool so like no not even a compass or anything just a map i pr- i wouldn't be surprised if you had a compass but i don't remember it specifically oh. let me google it real quick map and compass so yeah there was oh. a yep yeah when you hold up the map you hold up a compass too 
Well, hell yeah. Well, uh, speaking of, of forest fires, my next pick was the Bean Bean Kingdom in Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Maybe y'all have heard of it. That one almost made my list. I thought it was super fun. They, they oh, did yeah. like they did an almost Metroidvania kind of thing because uh, for those that don't know, basically oh, the Bean did. Bean Kingdom is is the the big world you're in in Superstar Saga, but there's little areas that are hidden hidden off until you get new abilities. Like when you get the ability to shrink Luigi by just smashing him with a hammer, or I <laughs> uh, get a spin jump, and oh my gosh, what it's just so fun to just goof or oh, not goof around, but like yeah, just explore different areas with these different goofy little abilities. Like the one where you shock Luigi in the ass and he freaks <laughs> out and runs. Or no, that's the fire. My bad. You burn his ass and he freaks out and runs away. Um, but no, yeah, and there was, oh, what was it, the the one, I think it's like the desert when you're in that, that broken down pirate ship, that whole desert area was super cool to explore because you get to, unless I'm thinking of a different game, you, you use the, the world, the like sandstorms to your advantage and maybe I am thinking of a different game. I think no, you're thinking of a different, game. hold on, desert. Cause you, cause you, so you spin jump. And then there'll be like a, like a sandstorm or like a whirlwind just chilling there in the air, and then it'll spin you again, yeah, and you can yeah. jump even further. And ah, this is Partners in Time. No, I've never played Partners in Time. This says Partners in Time, gritty desert. All I did was Mario and Luigi Desert, and that's what came up. Hold the phone. And this is in the Mushroom Kingdom as well, so even more so. <laughs> Hold on, no, this this one has Superstar Saga and it's in it's in a desert. Uh T yeah, Tihi Valley. Tihi Valley. Tihi Valley. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you go to the SS Chocola. Wow, I spelled that way wrong. Okay, yep. Okay, you were right, you were right. I was wrong. I apologize. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> but no, yeah, that the whole game was just fun to explore different areas once you get new you uh new abilities and you find all those different different little beans that give you different uh different little stat boosts and stuff like that that was cool it was a great game i had not considered that it's a metroidvania but it totally is yeah it basically is huh. i i loved that um the, the the really like the big selling point for this game was this was one of the it was a mario game not in the mushroom kingdom it was a neighboring kingdom and I loved how it really felt like that. It wasn't like just a reskinned Mushroom Kingdom. It was like a a whole new country that had its own people. It had its own like you could tell that they had put a lot of thought in. There's a university. There's a airport. <laughs> there's they have their own soda and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, it was Chipotle. really really cool to see because it was like every other Mario game. You're like, here's the Goombas, here's the Koopas, but this one it was like, what the heck are these enemies? <laughs> <laughs> god what a good game great game I, uh, I'm gonna have to play that again after we finish this I'm gonna play it I've got um, two more games one is really good and one is just not as conversational so I'm gonna do the really good one uh, that's fine I've got I've got one left so perfect perfectly. Um, Tinykin I love Tinykin Ooh. oh my gosh do I love Tinykin it's a, it's a, uh, a Pikmin like, but I've never played Pikmin, so Pikmin no. might be, might be better. Who knows? I I, could, I had the opportunity to play Pikmin twenty years ago, but 
That never happened. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, Tinykin, yeah, it's it's like Pikmin, but it's in a house. And uh, what I really love about it, it's it's so like just saying it in words doesn't describe it but like the rooms are actual rooms like the the bathroom is a, a bathroom and you have to climb over all the toilet paper and stuff and the bedrooms are bedrooms and there's all these different cupboards to do and it's just a joy to to use the tinykin to build ladders to to throw bombs to to just make this little diorama world work and it's just so so relaxing like i never felt pressure or panic or anything it was like go at your own pace just here's here's golden fluff shining everywhere to show you where to where you haven't been just go wild and it's so so fun was there is there a main like point to the game or do you just explore until there's nothing left to explore in the game's Damn, like and that was it no no there's definitely a story but it's not very well told you oh. gosh like the be the very beginning and the very ending almost feel like they're from a different game like the very beginning story is like hey i'm sherby derby that's my name and we live on a planet called glorpon and we think that we actually came from this planet called earth we scanned it and so i'm gonna go use my ship to figure out if that's where we came from and then it cuts to you being a tiny person in a big house oh like no no transition in between nope what the hell nope he his ship disappears and then cut to gameplay where you're a tiny person in a big house Ew. yeah well, i mean right on at least the gameplay was good I suppose. <laughs> yeah the gameplay definitely carries it so so good wait does it um what what's the i guess like the main objective in each area or oh whatever, um even... you you want to repair your ship and oh. so you got to find <laughs> does that sound like pikmin i think pikmin yeah, has so a that's ship exactly name. pikmin you have to go in each area and find a big part that uh you can put together on your ship to transport you back i don't know yeah well uh one of these days i'll jabaro pikmin <laughs> yeah my gamecube has gone i don't know what happened to it I... <laughs> that would actually be kind of poetic Here's the disc, finally. <laughs> you can play it, and I don't have a GameCube anymore. Sad. Sad uh, clown opera music is playing, and you're just on your knees holding the disc in the air. I can't even oh, pretend man. to put it in a different console because it's the tiny GameCube disc. I love the little GameCube disc. I need to put a picture on the Twitter. I found my little carrying case for the GameCube disc. Did I talk about this already? Oh, I don't think so, no. It's a little... It's a tiny little thing that where it zips closed and it's got a little hook so you can hook it on your backpack and carry your GameCube games around. Because we didn't have a portable Nintendo Switch. Oh, I think I might have one of those too. By the shape of like an earbuds case, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Just holding these little GameCube discs. Gosh, I can't imagine ever bringing your di your game discs anywhere in like a CD case anymore because now it's just like oh let me download my profile or something yeah I'll download my games here real quick on your your fucking one uh one gigabit internet that'll it'll download in like two <laughs> seconds or, so or heck you can just stream a game like I've I've been playing Nino Cooney oh. on my laptop by just streaming it don't even have to download it uh, speaking of streaming, the, the next game I had is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. <gasps> I'm just exploring Dracula's castle. It's sweet. It's uh, that's where Dracula's castle is. 
Well, I mean, there's all sorts of Dracula. It, it changes every time because you always whoop his ass and then he goes somewhere else and makes a new castle, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a hilarious image. Like, you beat him in the game, so he's like, just goes somewhere and starts construction brick by brick. <laughs> he's just he's on the ground, like, just bruised and bleeding. He's cowering, like, please don't hit me again, Mr. Belmont. Yeah, and then he shows up and he's like, this guy, again, I just finished laying down the foundation. <laughs> There's a sign like "Coming soon, Dracula's, <laughs> Dracula's Castle." castle. The Belmonts are just like they cross their arms and like shake their head, like, "Dude, what?" You have to go through the proper city ordinances. <laughs> but yeah, but what's um, so what's cool about the uh, what, what's called Egovanias as opposed to like the, the the traditional Castlevania games, like like the original game to uh, whatever the fuck, all those you you go from like stage to stage. And eventually get to, get to Dracula, and then you whoop his ass. But what's cool about the Egovania ones, which would be like Symphony of the Night, Aria of Sorrow, and all those other ones, you um, you, you just explore Dracula's castle. You can go pretty much anywhere and, and do almost anything. You just explore in one direction. And if you happen to find a place you can't go to yet, whatever, just beeline and go find another area you can explore. And then you'll you'll eventually find different uh, different little upgrades for yourself so you can access new areas and you don't always go in one specific order like you would in like a metroid game because like because those would be like oh hey you come to this room first and get the screw attack now you're good but on this game you'll, you'll go in one area and like you'll find say like a a bat form that lets you fly or you'll find boots that give you a double jump or something but you might not necessarily get that exact order in your next playthrough because you can just go wherever the hell you want and do anything and it's cool and then when uh when you beat the game you have to go through the castle again but it's turned upside down so that's pretty sweet wait literally upside down like are you walking yeah. on the ceilings or is gravity still normal for you but everything's upside down gravity's still normal yes you're, you're oh just, okay everything's upside down you're yeah you're walking on the floor or the walking on the roof which is now the floor okay so i have a couple questions going back to our previous thought experiment Dracula is building these castles. Is he purposefully leaving these items around, or are, is is he accidentally leaving them places? Are these his closets that the Belmonts are going into? What do you think? I'd like to think that Dracula is just this like this bumbling oaf of a vampire, and he like trips and like, whoops, I dropped these magic boots. But he's in what such a rush to finish building that he's like, I'll come back for it later. Like, fuck, these vampire killers are coming, dude. I gotta, we gotta hurry this shit up. Like, he's talking, he's got the foreman on his, like, on his uh, Motorola Razor. He's like, dude, we, we need to. We need to get the stained like, glass windows up. Yeah, what? dude, these, the the moat. Oh my gosh, the, the moat, moat, please. <laughs> these chandeliers are missing two diamonds. I can't have them missing two diamonds. <laughs> and his little minions cruising around the castle. They're just like, they're just workers. They're just there to help set up like his, his like IKEA tables and like his, his bed <laughs> IKEA <stuff>. tables. <laughs> just, I'm sure Transylvania just, is nearby Sweden. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. That's where he's getting all those sweet tables and chandeliers, man. And then uh, when he flips the castle upside down, that was probably his like thing. He was like, "This will finally get these guys to go away. If it's upside down, they can't get to me, and they just climb it anyways." And they get back to Dracula, and he's just, he, he like, he's kind of like like flinches, like the the Belmont like raises his hand to talk or whatever, and Dracula's like, ah, <laughs> don't do it again. I love this. This is making me love Castlevania more than I ever have before. <laughs> oh man, 
George Dracula, that lovable idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, my last game is it's the Yakuza series, but specifically because just the again the amount of detail they put into the the areas of Japan there. It it I've never been to Japan. I want to go someday, but man, if it's anything like it looks like in Yakuza, oh, that would be so cool. And the same feeling in, in Yakuza 7. Each area is just super... Like and there's just like, like Grand Theft Auto and, and RDR 2, there's a lot, of, a lot of little bits and pieces, little small pieces of detail you see here and there. Like, you'd be like, man, I wish I could live in that apartment. Or like, man, I wish I could sit in this bar yeah. and have a drink and not accidentally elbow someone because these bars are tiny. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure like Yakuza has ruined whatever my first experience in Japan will be because I will be expecting a lot of crazy things that won't end up happening a lot of fights against people in baby costumes yeah yeah exactly or um man i don't know there's there's keys lying around everywhere to, to lockers <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be screaming Ichiban! whole time <laughs> still gotta play that i still gotta play that one i've only played zero one and two You'll get there eventually. They're pretty long games, but you'll get there. They're very long games. But yeah, that's um, that's all the games, the worlds to explore, right? We we talked about all of them. That is it. That's all of them. Yeah. Every other game exploration sucks. <laughs> but if you happen to find one that does not suck, uh, where where can they, where can they, what can they do with that? They can uh, open their window and scream really, really loud. I'll, I'll, I'll lean out the window. I'll lean out my open window with my little like hearing megaphone thing and be like, "Oh, oh, that's a good one." Okay, okay. I'll write it down yeah. my, my little notepad. <laughs> um, the digital version of that though is Twitter. You can find us on Twitter, Superpod Saga. Uh, email us at superpodsaga at gmail dot com. Um, the, we have an Instagram. It is Superpod Saga. We have a Facebook, which is tommy and aaron super pod saga and we have a youtube it's super pod saga i just today uploaded me playing castlevania 2 my first castlevania game i never i might have found dracula's castle i i definitely found a castle and walked in and then walked out there was but, a lot of those with those fucking flying eyeballs knocking it back and forth man that's just annoying <laughs> But yeah, yeah, check check that out. There's probably more videos since you're listening to this. So, yeah. Um, anything I'm missing, Aaron? Um, I mean, they can always check out our uh, our website, which oh yeah, that's will right. take it to anything else we have. I, I guess the link tree does that too. You can look in the bios for Twitter and Instagram and, and Facebook if you're there, and you can find us anywhere pretty much. Yeah, but um, to give you a taste of what's next, what are what are we going to talk about next week, Aaron? I think it'd be really sweet to talk about canceled games. Ooh, yes. I've already got one. Man, I don't even remember what this was going to come up for, but I've, I've got one in mind. Yeah, I've been I got to write it down. About, I think I've talked about like one on the Twitter that I would really want to go into. There's a couple I should have to go along with that, but yeah, this is going to be good. And it is typed, so we will talk about it next week. All right, look forward to that next week listeners thank you for checking us out thank you for all your support and your kind messages and words have a great day bye yep aloha